Hi, this is Patrick Finley of the Chicago Sun-Times. He's Jason Leisure and he's Mark Potash. Guys, on today's Hallis Intrigue, we will make our predictions for the Bears against the Patriots on Monday Night Football. We will talk about whether Justin Fields has hit a new low. And we will wonder what changes the Bears will actually put into practice this week. That and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Jason, the Bears have vowed to make changes after a miniature buy, although Matt Eberflus is not quick to tell you what, what they're going to be. Um, what do we think is coming, and does it matter when you look at how a uh, two-win team is going up against <laughs> the best coach of all time and a Patriots team that's really hot? Pat, I think that there are some overdue changes for the Bears, and it would have been tough to do them last week on the short week going from Minnesota on Sunday to Washington on Thursday, but this was the perfect opportunity for them to do that, 11 or 12 days, whatever it is, between games leading up to the New England game. I think that uh, Nikhil Harry has to be prominent in the game plan. Ooh, and, ooh. hey, he he is he, – he's there are a lot of reasons why he has not been what people thought he'd be as mm -hmm. a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. And we But we have this conversation with the Bears all the time where it's like, you know, you don't really know if Nikhil Harry's good – but it, it's worth a shot given what they have right now. So I think he's got to get an opportunity. I think that uh, this is long overdue to get the offensive line a little more the way that they intended it to be with Lucas Patrick at center. And then, you know, the, the play calling has to – hopefully they spend some time reassessing that and they're not going to try to, you know, make Justin Fields almost exclusively win from the pocket. Potsy, what would you change if you were them? If you had gone through this, this uh, you know, long weekend of self-evaluation and self-scouting and whatever the heck else we want to call it. Pat, I don't think there's a lot they can change that's going to make a big difference. I mean, this whole thing has a very deck chairs on the Titanic kind of feel to it. I've, <laughs> cover, I've covered the Bears long enough to know to see this. Not to denigrate them, but this is where they are. They're in the first year of a rebuild. They don't have. A, they've cleared their roster. Out and and uh, they just don't have a lot of uh, you know a lot of options. I mean, I think I think a proven if they brought in Odell Beckham Jr., I think that would be a question mark whether he would be able to make a big impact on this on this in this offense the way it's constructed. So Nikhil Harry, I don't see that making a huge difference. Now he's a big body and a particular player, or whatever. I mean, he could make a difference, but in general, as far as changing this the way this offense works. Um, I think there are going to be changes, especially on the offensive line and Nikhil Harry playing, but I just don't see anything making a really huge difference, especially on the road against uh, a well-coached team that plays well against uh, struggling offenses, inexperienced quarterbacks. We're going to talk to offensive coordinator Luke Getze later in this week, Potsy, but is there, is there one or two things you would like to see him do that's different, even if we agree that the personnel changes are probably only incremental improvements uh, at, at best, some of the play calling stuff could be different to better serve Justin Fields. Yes, no? Uh, I'll be honest, Pat. Uh, I think they're so discombobulated in their, where their offense is right now. And maybe discombobulated is too harsh. I think they're just so immature or so uh, uh, early in where they want, to, you know, where they're trying to get to that um, I don't think there's going to be any one thing. I think this is going to be really incremental. Uh, any, any improvement we see at all is going to be really incremental. I don't think there's too much that they can do that you will notice. Um, can they roll uh, Justin Fields out more? Can they play? I think that was the issue you were talking about uh, earlier. Can they play more to his strengths? 
which is a real red flag of a question, to tell you the truth. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about quarterbacking to, to know if that's going to make a big difference in an offense that just isn't working. So, um, so uh, yeah, I, I just I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I'm not sure where they can be better um, uh, other than just uh, what they like to say, everything. Jason, I asked Matt Eberflus today about uh, whether there was a difficulty in preparing for both Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, his two quarterbacks. Mac Jones coming off of an ankle injury, hasn't played the last couple of weeks. Bailey Zappi has been just amazing for two and a half games. And he essentially said, no, because they run the Patriots offense. There's, no, there's, a, there's not a ton of differences. They're running their stuff. Is there a difference between the Patriots running their offense and us talking about, well, you got to make sure you change X, Y, and Z for Justin Fields? What? Why do the Patriots get to have an offense and the Bears don't? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Why do they not have to tailor their offense to uh, whoever's playing quarterback? Yeah, to Bailey okay. Zappi. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, it's funny how everyone that walks in there plays pretty well. Right. No matter who it is, at what position, uh, Bears need to get that offense. Maybe they need to hire from New England. That was the thing everybody did Matt, for a long time. Offensive coordinator Matt Patricia, comma, right. lifelong defensive coach. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, it's like the opposite thing here, mm-hmm. where everybody that walks in, they're worse than you thought they would be. Um, I think that New England is just consistent, and they do, not only are they consistent in their scheme and their coaching, and but they're consistent in player development. It's not shocking that they've got third stringers and practice squad guys that are legitimate NFL players. And I think the biggest difference for the Bears, if it's Mac Jones instead, is you will get that same New England offense, but you'll get it probably run a little better, and he'll probably recognize things that Matt Eberflus wants to do a little bit better than Bailey Zappi would. You know, Pat, uh, let me just interject if I could, uh, because I just that, that just brought up uh, – uh, a memory I, uh, from the uh, – there was a snow game. Were you here for that? The the Patriots game in the snow, 35-7 to 7 or whatever. I can't remember how long it was. How long ago it was. I, I, I don't think I was. I, I think yeah. I've seen them twice. Once when Lamar Houston tore his gro- <laughs> yeah. tore his knee no uh, good while thrusting his crotch <laughs> after a sack when they were losing by 30. And then the other was the Kevin White-Hail Mary game in which Kevin White finally made a play. God bless him, and it was at the half yard line, and they didn't tie the game. Anyway, well, anyway, what I, I remember just it just being really stark in that game about one thing about the the Patriots offense, which was in it was Pat Tom Brady, but it was in in a snow and inclement conditions. Their offensive line, no matter who they have in there, no matter whether they're first round picks, uh, unsigned, undrafted free agents, they play with a certain verve that I, I think other teams cannot replicate, and uh, they play with the, they play with a defensive mentality. It's like they are the they are the embodiment of the hits principle on offense. And I think that's one reason why the why the Patriots offense is always so good. Their offensive line is always good. They all and they're not like they don't have like special guys, frankly. I mean they have some guys who are good, but very few Pro Bowlers, and again this year their offensive line is really good, and uh, and it's kind of uh, piecemeal. It's a couple of veterans and 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 some villains, and I think that's just been the key to their success outside of Brady, has been their offensive line. So if you're asking the question, why are they always so good, and why are the Bears always struggling? I think the offensive line. Just look at the offensive line, and you'll get your answer. Jason, the offensive line has not been doing uh, Justin Fields any favors. You'd ask Matt Eberflus directly today. Why wouldn't you put? Lucas Patrick at center, if that's what you signed him to do. And his answer was something along the lines of, I know, right? It was, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it was the old uh, Matt Nagy, uh, agree with your point and then refuse to answer your question, uh, which is what he did. Is there anything, uh, you know, I mean, short of, you know, swapping out Sam Mustafer for, 
I don't, I don't know, maybe Schofield at left guard and moving Patrick to center. I mean, do they have to do something to just show that they did something, <laughs> whether it's a major improvement or not? Yeah, that it, that may not be an improvement. That may be that we don't know. might be worse. I mean, don't, don't you remember August? Everybody wanted Michael Schofield out of town because right. he let Justin Fields get clobbered against the Chiefs. Even though he was from here, do you know how hard it is to get <laughs> Chicago people to turn right. on their own like that? Right. Okay. I mean, you you always are mad at whoever the guy is, on, especially on the offensive line that you're mad at, and the coaches would always tell you, Privately, that like the boy, the guys behind him are worse. Right. Like you, if you're mad at Sam Mustafer, just wait till we give you Michael Schofield. Unless there's been some dra- dramatic improvement and change behind the scenes that we don't know about. Sounds, I mean, sounds like British Parliament. Oh, no. Maybe, yeah. No local. I, re- oh, no. I'm just being polite. No, I don't know what you're talking Newsy about. Newsy reference. Okay, moving on. Uh, I I think that uh, the, pri- think, the yeah. prime minister resigned yesterday. Anyway, okay. Okay. All right. Here, you can handle it, Pat. <laughs> do, do, do the type of show you want to do. But. Continue. Uh, continue. Go ahead. We're prepared Unwind. for the fact. We're prepared for the fact that Michael Schofield's not as good as what all, the Bears have been rolling. All these in. options that they have behind him, behind Sam Mustafer, behind Tevin Jenkins, Lucas, Pe- whoever you're frustrated with, right. all the options behind him have been evaluated over a long period of time to be worse options. That's fair. And I also want to ask you about uh, Justin Fields and an exchange that. That you had added with Matt Eberflus, and then Justin Fields brought up when he walked in. You wondered out loud to Eberflus if or you said it was rock bottom, and you asked how he was going to help dig him out of it. And then Fields walked in the room and said, "You know, I, I heard your question, and this ain't rock bottom." <laughs> what, what did you think of him going out of his way to say that? Number one, and number two, if this ain't rock bottom, oh my God, what is? Yeah, I think he's trying to stay positive. He's trying to push back on uh, this being a failure so far through six games. But he knows, you can tell he knows this isn't good. I mean, he's saying, I, I have not gotten a grasp on any part of playing quarterback. I, I have, need to get better in every aspect of playing quarterback. And this does feel like rock bottom to me because, for like not, not rock bottom because it could always get worse, I guess, but this feels like the low point of what we've seen from him so far where – you're six games in and you're months and months in working on this scheme that is this is supposed to be the time where he's stepping forward. And for many reasons, uh, him included, he, that isn't happening. And you have him coming off a 12-7 loss to the commanders at home, talking about being so tired of hearing how close he is and how close they are to being good. And they're, I mean... You're being, they're being told that, but there aren't, there isn't a lot of evidence to suggest that. What he said, he doesn't think he's lived up to his few full potential in any aspect, something like that. He hasn't reached his potential in any aspect. Potsy, why do you think that Matt Eberflus felt obligated to talk to Fields at length on Friday morning? Uh, I'm sure they talk all the time. They say they talk on the time to- all the time, but Eberflus brought that up Friday, and it came up again uh, on today, Thursday, in as a direct reaction to Fields' comment that he was frustrated, it felt to me maybe not like being called into the principal's office, but I think Eberflus wanted the world to know that he made sure to check his quarterback. Yeah, I think uh, you know he's, uh, Eberflus is so big on positivity that he really doesn't want to see anybody uh, in any you know down at all. In fact, he he pushed back against the idea that you know it's good to show us a little frustration now and then. You know, it's a little bit of a motivation. Well, now nah, you can tell he was shaking his head already. Before the question was even a- asked, that uh, no, that's not his. That's not the way he operates. And I'll be honest, I don't think in week six of year one it's a crisis point with 
uh, Justin Fields. I mean, he he may fail. There's no indication that he's going to succeed at this point. But uh, I don't think he's I don't think he's being broken. This offense is kind of broken, and I think he's at the he's a quarterback. Like I said, it, there might be some day where a guy like him or somebody with his talent he can carry an offense and put it on his shoulders and, and do it. But he's he needs. I've said this before. He needs the offense to carry him at, at this point and be good for him to be good. And they're just nowhere close to doing that right now. That's why it looks so bad. The, the the problem is there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There are very few Pittsburgh games. There are no Pittsburgh <laughs> moments or even uh, 49ers moments from last year where you say, wow, that's the quarterback the Bears need. Khalil Herbert leads the league in yards per carry. David Montgomery doesn't, but David Montgomery is a solid veteran. If Can they go back to running a little bit more? And would that be offensive progress? Or would that just be what we were complaining about in the first month of the season, yeah. which is getting the ball out of his hands? While gaining, while that gains you yards, it doesn't gain you anything in the long term. Yeah, that really. I don't think it really does much at all, except it maybe keeps you afloat. But that's that really what they need. They need to make progress. They need to be better at the things they want to be good at, which is like having an offense where guys get open and you get a rhythm and you put a defense on its heels. And they're no close. They're not very close to doing that. But they still need to work toward to get that and not kind of put a bandaid over it and hide it. So I don't think that would be. Um, you know, I, I don't think going back to the basics or, go, uh, or or going back to just a run game just to keep yourself, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, standing up or upright is 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 really the way to go. They just have to get better, and and uh, this is going to be a tough week to do that. It's a bad scenario on Monday Night Football against the Patriots, um, and uh, you know, a, a team that's been playing well lately. So I don't think it's going to get better this week, but. You know, that's, they're still not even at the halfway point, so I think there's uh, there's a long way to go. Jason, the Patriots in the last two weeks have faced a team that was second in, in the NFL in points and the, or in yards, and then fourth in the NFL in yards. And they held them to uh, 15 total points between the two teams. What do you think is a reasonable expectation for how the Bears' offense can do here, and uh, that will dovetail nicely into our predictions? As far as like what I think is realistic or what would be success for them, sure. I mean. I think if they score three times against New England, I I will view that as what's expected. Mm-hmm. So a touchdown, a couple field goals, maybe two touchdowns and a field goal, that feels like the most I think that they could do. And anything above that would signal that maybe things are getting a little bit better. If it was worse, do you think that that turns into – I mean, we've seen already this season uh, when you're bad offensively on national television, it turns into a narrative – and, and with Fields, it was a narrative after Thursday night. My God, Russell Wilson, all he does is disappoint people on national television. And now it becomes a punchline. Do you think that the PR element of playing well when all of America is being forced to watch you, do you think that would help Fields in some sort of intangible way? I think that it would feel good for him and be progress for him to play well against a really, really tough defense. I mean, no matter what has gone on in New England at quarterback without Brady, and their record and things like that. Their defense is very complicated, very unpredictable. They have very good players. This is a really, really tough challenge for him to go on the road against that defense. And if he can play well, if he can play like he did against the Vikings, for example, then that is something that you could build off of. That brings us to our picks. Uh, The six of us who pick for the Sun-Times all have the Patriots winning a quick review of our records, by the way, Potsy, shows that uh, you and both Rick Tallender and Rick Morrissey are 4-2 and in leading the way. Jason and I and Lawrence Holmes are 3-3. Three and three. So, number one, congratulations on that, Potsy. Um, I don't one, take any pride in that. 
I don't know. A week ago, you told me that I had as many losses this year as I had all yeah, last take, year. So you seem to take pride in, in that. Yeah, I take pride in you losing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what a great guy I am. You've got him at uh, 23-13, uh, pretty similar to Jason's pick. Uh, what do you think about well, I'll say this, you know, ne- never underestimate the mediocrity of the NFL. Anything is possible, I will say that. But I've covered enough Bears, uh, Patriots games, especially at Gillette Stadium, uh, to just to fear the worst. And, and that's why my, my bar is set very low. I- I'm just hoping that they don't uh, crumble and have one of these multi-turnover games. which right. we, I, think, I don't think we've had that problem this year, right? I mean, they've had... Turnovers, but nothing—not the disastrous kind that just. You're talking like the Tampa game last year, right? Right. Interceptions, just where one leads to another, and 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 so I'll be honest: if they can just avoid that and get to the next week, I'm looking big picture here. I mean, I just don't see this. To me, this is a rebuilding year. I I don't know. To me, there's not a lot of crisis. I mean, this is a rebuilding year. This is what we expected, and and I know we cover it every day, so we've got to analyze it, but. I'm just looking. I'm just looking for them to avoid disaster, stay on their feet, and move on to. A better rhythm of every Sunday, a game every Sunday, where you know, they've had short week, long week, then a short week to get it, get into some kind of rhythm and build in the second half of the season to something where they can uh, hopefully use a high draft pick for uh, help for Justin Fields instead of another Justin Fields. But having a weekend off was nice, Potsy. You don't like the you don't like the change in the routine. No, I, I like the routine much better. That's why that's why I mentioned the fact that you know we go from the the short week of Thursday to the long week now, and then that will make a short week next week. And, and for me personally, if you're asking me, I, I don't lie. I, I like uh, I also have to admit, selfishly, looking forward to that nice string of Sunday noon games uh, after uh, you know having uh, two uh, primetime games. Those are not fun to cover. Um, especially when there's not good news to report. <laughs> and Jason, we're out of we're out of the night game business after Monday night, right? I don't think any Bears games are going to get flexed late in the season. <laughs> You've got them 24-13 Patriots. Uh, is there anything that would change your mind between now and then? No, I, and not even you know quarterback change or anything like that in New England. I th- I think New England, you know, whether they could get to 24 points, that is up for debate. The Bears have looked. Shaky, in my opinion, on defense lately. I'm not impressed by uh, the Washington game. I think that's just a step down in opponent that leads to them looking a lot better on defense. Um, That's the area where I could see things going a little bit better for the Bears is if they can hold New England down maybe around 17. That's how they get a chance. Um, I can't see them, though, putting up 30 against New England, for example. You've been saying for weeks that that this game would scare you if you were a Bears fan. I kind of brushed it off and... Now I've kind of crossed over to the dark side once they did what they did the last two weeks. But, uh, but yeah, no, you've seen this coming, right? And, and I think you thought, like, embarrassment is absolutely on the table. Here. It is. The parallel here for Bears fans, like, coming from covering an AFC East team for so long, like, the parallel is Aaron Rodgers. Right, sure. Bill Belichick, always looming. Aaron Rodgers, always looming. Always ready to beat you 45-3. to It's always lurking, that possibility. And the Bears had that uh, both back to back in what 2015, Pat. It's the last Mark Tressman season where the Bears got where Lamar Houston uh, again, once again thrusting his pelvis uh, towards towards knee, and then they had a week off to get things Self-scout. right. Yeah, to self scout, <laughs> and they came up. What was the score at halftime? Forty-two to nothing. Forty-two nothing, and then was the only touchdown they scored a kick return by Chris Williams. Do I remember yes, that correctly? Yes. Yes. You got a good memory. That was the beginning of the end for Mark Tressman. That was that, the end. Yeah, it, nothing they did the rest of the way changed anything. Potsy, I have got um, a similar score to you boys. Uh, I think I have it 20 to 9, uh, the Patriots. I'm just betting on another ugly national television game for all involved. Um, and, you know, I wonder if Mac Jones does come back to start 
you know, he's, you know, having a couple of weeks off, you know, isn't yeah. isn't the best thing. And they might be. I mean, I'm far be it for me to doubt Belichick, but if he goes with Jones, are you kind of spitting into the wind there, you know, and, and turning away from a rookie quarterback who's been really efficient for you the last two weeks? Yeah, I, I, I don't think they're I don't think they're sweating that decision, uh, which is uh, it's uh, so typical of just the way they did things and just throw whoever's in there. I, I'm not sure what I'll be honest. I don't even know what their future is as far as what they're looking at, as far as how much they believe in Mac Jones and and uh, how intrigued they are by Zappy. But um, I think. Frankly, with both guys, there's always that opportunity that they can make mistakes. Neither of them are a proven quarterback, and there's a way. If there's a way to beat the Patriots on the road, it's to get an early turnover, either a score on on defense or setting your offense up and getting a head start. And there's always that possibility with either of their quarterbacks because I, I don't think either has really proven themselves as the answer uh, in, uh, in New England. So well, there's a little bit of hope. I one, guess. one quick one, and I'll, then I'll let you go, both of you guys. Um, Valus Jones, do you let him return punts? My, I think uh, I don't, but not as punishment. I don't just because I think it's better for him to concentrate on what he's here to do, and that's catch the ball. And we saw with De- Devin Hester, I pointed this out in first and ten, that with Devin Hester, he was he 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 his kick return game went downhill when he thought he was a number one receiver, and his kick return game was rejuvenated when he was when he stopped being a, a number one re- uh, receiver. And uh, I just think they're the, the two jobs are very difficult to learn uh, to, to, to adjust to and to handle. And I just think it's better for him just to not do the, the kick return game is just not as important in the NFL as it used to be. And I think uh, they, the Bears need so much more help as a uh, in, at wide receiver. Just let him do that. So um, if he were a top-notch Devin Hester type of receiver, I, I would not, I, I'll be honest, I would just let him, I, I would let him continue to do that. Um, although there's issues with that too. But anyway, my point, my point is I think he needs to be a receiver first and, and, uh, and, and, the, and the two fumbles or one muff and one fumble are reason enough, excuse enough to, to say, hey, let, let's just let him do what, what he's here to do. Jason, what would you do? I would let him, I would keep him in the return game because that's one thing you know he can do. We don't really know what he can do offensively. If, he, if you can work on catching, the, if you don't have any more issues right. like that. I don't want to be overdramatic about it, but I would give him one last chance. And this would kind of be it. I, I think returning punts and returning kickoffs are two different things. I'd use them returning everything. In and, and both, uh, yeah. both ways. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what they do because, as, as we've discussed here and as we've written, letting him work through it is, this is the year, if you were to ever let a guy work through it, this is the year to do it. Right. At the same time, if you're the head coach, you can't sit up there and say that mistakes will not be tolerated and then not make a change. This has got to be the last shot. If you're going to give him another shot, this has to be the last shot. Yeah, and but Patsy, you were right too that you know they need a wide receiver a hell of a lot more than they need a returner. And I think when they drafted him, that's that was the thinking that he was going to help. There, that was their you know when, in the off season they need a wide receiver and they waited till the third round to get it. But anyway, I, I, yeah, I think his, I think I think his the reason he's here is to be a at a speed element at wide receiver. So. You know, let them work on that and uh, and see if that helps. But um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's, I, that's what I think. Good job, Patsy. Thank you. I think that'll do it for the show. We will be back on Monday night to talk about how the Bears did do, whether Bayless Jones did play, whether Justin Fields has hit a new low. And what in the heck the Bears do next? Until then, you can follow us on Twitter. You can check us out on the Sun-Times website, which once again has no paywall. So please jump over there and read as much as you'd like. Uh, You can uh, also like, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. For Jason Leisure and Mark Potash, I'm Patrick Finley. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again real soon.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.